from the desk of Headmaster Elvis. To our future student, it is with great pleasure that I'm writing to inform you of your acceptance into the halls of Brackroot Academy. This is likely the first time you've ever heard of our noble academy, and that is not by mistake. Brackroot Academy is a long-established school for adults showing a natural aptitude for the arcane and the unseen. We do not choose students based on applications or standardized tests. Instead, we rely on an ancient gem attuned to the esoteric properties of what laymen might call magic. The stone's origins are unknown, but it reveals students from across the world who possess a connection to the supernatural. Recently, it showed us your image. Should you accept this invitation, you'll have a month to tie up any loose ends. Our academy is a four-year commitment, offering summer and winter breaks. You'll receive a full scholarship that includes room and board, healthcare, and meals, as well as a small allowance for personal expenses to improve your quality of life. You're also entitled to a domestic pet. While here, you'll refine your sixth sense, gaining access to spells, rituals, enchantments, portals, and many other aspects you likely thought only possible in fiction. Should you wish to hear more, simply open a journal and write, The Path to Brackroot Calls to Me. If you do that, I'll invite you on a tour so that you can see the grounds and ask questions about what's expected of you. The only requirement is that you keep Brackroot Academy a secret. We can help you establish a cover story, along with more complicated paperwork. We so hope to hear from you. May the clouds part at your whim. Dr. Emerson Elvis, any pronouns. Headmaster, Brackroot Academy. Sitting Chair, Foundation for the Recondite Arcane. Welcome. This is going to be a very special and probably interesting, uh, interesting. We'll see. Edition of playing with myself or ourselves. I don't know if we want. Yeah. Hashtag playing with ourselves. We're uh, we're doing a special two-person solo series. And this is Tangled Blessings by Cassie Mothwin. I did find it. Uh, I was looking up solo RPGs to kind of do myself since we've all been doing this or looking in, into doing solo things ourselves or with other people or what have you and I kind of wanted to do a horror themed one and when I looked up horror solo journaling RPGs this was one of the first ones that happened to pop up and so happened to pop up the last day of the crowdfunder which I do regret I missed by like 30 minutes. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just at the end, that's when we found it. But Tangled Blessings is a dark... Dark academia. Yeah, dark magic academia role-playing game that you can do with one person or two, and it takes you through a four-year curriculum in a magic academy. And if you're playing by yourself, you are playing yourself and your rival. But in this case, I have Jess recruited Jess to be my rival. Yeah, let's let's tell this backstory a little bit more, Kent. So, like Kent was saying, we've well, most of us here at DMs After Dark have been like looking into maybe doing some solo role playing, 
And when this first came about and Rainey started his Playing With Myself series, I was like, I'm never going to play one of these solo role-playing games. No offense to them. They look great. I was just like, I literally just can't imagine playing a solo series by myself. And like, I like to play with large groups. And I was like, I, I told myself I was determined. I was like, I'm not playing any of these solo series. Awesome job, the rest of you. I commend you. And then Kent goes, I found this Tangled Blessings game. And I was like, oh, cool. That's awesome, Kent. And he's like, it's a game about rivals. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. Now I have to play. Because I don't think anyone knows this. But uh, years and years ago, Kent and I are very old friends. But years and years ago, um, I declared Kent a rival in my life. He is my arch nemesis in life. And I, I have no idea why. And every time I ask, I ask, she's just like, because you get in my way. He literally, so I didn't tell anyone this. I just kind of decided. And then I changed him in my phone to Nemesis Red. <laughs> just because uh, for those of you who play Pokemon or know old school Pokemon, uh, I think like in the original Pokemon series, it wasn't like Ash and Gary, right? It was no. like blue versus red. Red, red and, and red blue. was the nemesis, right? No, blue is the nemesis. What? Oh, so yeah. I even got it wrong. I thought red yeah. was the nemesis. So I was like, Kent's my nemesis. <laughs> See, that, that, that just admits that I'm player one and you're player two. And you're <gasps> jealous. <sighs> See, this is why you're my nemesis. <laughs> you say stuff like this. And hey, it makes I, me want to fight you. I, I have to live up to that expectation of being a nemesis for you, Jess. I was going to say, and Kent's been doing an excellent job. When he found out, when when our group found out that he was in my photos, Nemesis Red, and he found out that he was my nemesis, he was like, I'm going to I'm gonna buy into this. <laughs> he was like, okay. <laughs> and before, it, Kent was just kind of inconveniently in my way at opportune times. But now he makes it a point to be in my way <laughs> at opportune times. When I see the need to be, be a nemesis, I step up and go like, you wanted me to be this way. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's true. I, I built my own house of cards. <laughs> but, but it's a friendly rivalry. We, we have a, a long, good friendship. And here we are. We're going to play this game. Yep. So back to Tangled Blessings. It is uh, like, like we said, it's a dark magic academia game. Yes. Uh, it was actually heavily based off of Amnesis which Rainy recently played not too long ago. Yep. Depending on when you're listening to this, because <laughs> he, I think since then has gone through two other games huh. since he played I mean, Amnesis. Was Amnesis? He yeah, just did Amnesis a one shot. Post Colossal. Yeah. Yep, it was right after Colossal. So he, I, he actually played a few other games and he's yes. going through currently as we're recording this, he's going through Miru one and two. Yes. Yeah. He just finished Miru one and he's on, Mirror 2 now. Yeah, so if you haven't checked it out already, check out Rainy's other Playing With Myself series. Hmm. They've all been really great. So playing through this game, it is a horror uh, game, and we don't know everything that's going to pop up because it is a... We've done like a brief read-through of like the introduction of the game, but we don't know any of like the prompts that are going to come up later, so there are some horror elements that might surprise us. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is a list in the book of content warnings that could possibly hop up, pop up. I'm just going to read that entire content warning list. This is a horror game that exposes the harmful areas of academia. You will find themes like dark magic, rituals, claustrophobia, murder, death, violence, depression, suicidal thoughts, and ideations. 
isolation, and self-harm. Any of those may pop up at some point. We're not sure when. We're kind of planning to make this a six-session thing, because the one thing with this is it actually, the story begins at the end of our journey. The end of our journey is a final exam between the two, the, the character and the rival, or the two characters, however you're playing it. And it is to see who is basically the valedictorian of this The best of the best. The best of the best. And the thing is, between you and your rival, you're both kind of the best. You're both uh, prodigies. You're both vying one way or another to take that lead spot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, And we're hoping that this episode kind of serves as our session zero to kind of set up the game. And then I think the plan is um, that as we're kind of playing the game that we're going to go through each year of our curriculum of um, school and then end with a final battle of who's the best. So it's the and I I was actually like rereading the book earlier and it actually is like you're starting. It's like this is the final day you start. It's like this is the final day. And then playing through the years is you reminiscing over your four years of, at the school and what you've done and what you've... Oh, stop. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. To, I didn't realize and, it was this callback. Yeah, this it's all like recall gotcha. uh, based thing. Or if you want uh, the way, if you want to play it, pick it up. I do recommend it. The, uh, the game does look amazing to play. And I've been, since I saw, I really want to play this. And that was back in like April, I think. Yeah. 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 We've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. And uh, one of the interesting things about this game is that it involves a tarot deck. Um, yeah, it involves a tarot deck. Uh, I don't exactly necessarily know how. I think it mostly uses for inspiration as like a guidance for structure. This isn't um, a game where there is like dice rolls or we don't draw tarot deck to kind of su- figure out success and wins. I think it's more of a creative collaborative storytelling type of game, right? Yep. Which I don't actually necessarily know how the outcome comes out. So I was looking at that again myself today. I just kind of glanced over it. And what we'll be doing is over the course of the four years of the school, which the four years, it breaks it down to each year is its own suit of the tarot deck. Like the first year is going to be the uh, wands. So we'll be drawing cards from the deck of wands uh, or the the suit of wands. Mm -hmm. And each card that we draw is a prompt in the story in our character's story. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then we'll like, after we're done that year reminiscing, uh, going through finding what, what happened during that year, we're going to put those cards aside and that's actually going to be part one of the final exam. Oh, that's fair. Right. After our four years, we use the final deck in our rival battle. And that's going to be what actually really determines success or failure of who's the best. And it's each of each character will have four, actually four decks at the end, one for each year. Yeah, that makes sense. And each year breaks down to something that happens during the final exam. So the first part of the final exam is us doing spells and rituals, I believe, is the first part of the final exam. Okay. Clearly, Kent understands the structure of this game more than I do. 
<laughs> I have read through this thing twice. And this is not on the game. This is just me, Jess, who uh, I'm a very slow reader of RPGs and comprehending yeah. what is going on with an RPG. <laughs> so the four parts of the final exam that pit the, in this case, two characters against each other are spells and curses using the deck of wands that we make for ourselves. Oh, cool. Part two is potions and tonics using the deck of cups. Makes sense. Part three is rituals using the deck of pentacles. <laughs> that perfectly makes sense. Okay. And actually, the way that it works is swords. the last one is the deck of swords, and that is a duel against your rival. Ah, this all makes perfect sense. Okay. How very befitting. And I, I think we should we should go throughout, like when we get to the final exam, we should go throughout all four. Yeah, recount our history of and, how we got here. And kind of play that out. And like the way that it goes normally in the thing is it's a best of three. So oh. if you win, if you win like three out of the four, okay. you are the number one student of the school. And like the, the, four, the fourth part is optional, which... I think it would be best to just do all four and to have a yeah. duel against the yeah, rivals. Yeah. It's all about the story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm for it. But we will get to that later. Now we are kind of working on our characters. Character we creation, yes. Both have a name in mind so far. Yep. I did just the quick thing that I did want to highlight is that today we are using and I don't know yet if we're going to use it throughout the whole thing. I probably will. But we are using the Ethereal Visions Illuminated Tarot deck by Matt Hughes. Just wanted to shout out to him. We are using his beautifully artistic tarot deck as kind of inspiration as well for our game. Yes. And we are. It was one of the several decks that neither of us own a tarot deck, but we have a friend who owns several many yes and we were like hey kpar we need a tarot deck for this game that'll give us inspiration and she was like here ha- uh, look at these seven seven yeah i was gonna say honestly kpar kind of has a tarot deck problem the way you have a dice problem like, and it's not a problem unless I, it causes issues i i think she has as many as you do it's kind of crazy i do have a lot of dice though you do a residential dice goblin <laughs> Okay, so, sorry, going back to character creation. We have a name, like Kent was saying. Yep. Yeah, how should we introduce our characters? How should we develop them? So, I think we should do each question kind of, like, we each do the first question and then move on to the second. Yeah, sure, perfect. Start here, answer these questions. One, what is your name and what are your pronouns? So, uh, I guess I'll start. Uh, My character... His name is Elias Parker, using the pronouns he, him. Nice, nice. Uh, I am, my character's name is Angelica Thompson. She is a she, her. Yeah, I think like that, that first question, super easy, super basic. I mean, (laughs) it's easy now. It took me like three weeks to come up with the name. (laughs) That's usually my problem, Jesse. Yeah, we've been thinking about names for so long. Question two. How did you receive the letter from the headmaster? So yeah, how did how did you receive your letter from the headmaster, Jess? Oh no, I'm starting. Okay, I thought you were yep, going to start. Wait, no, I wanted to see yours so I could see how lame or unlame I was. Oh nope, nope, nope. I have a <laughs> I have a good idea, and I want to. No, this is the rivalry has not started. Kent, you can't outshine me in character creation. Oh, okay, oh, it 
I had a really good idea. I'm just saying. Okay, so well then you go first. You go first, okay. and then I can I can maybe probably so, keep mine the same. But so Elias, he is a 23 year old dude. He's completed college. Nothing, no particular major or not. Just like general studies is doing just like the general thing that people do these days. And he's actually rewatching a old TV show. And he's kind of got it on the background as he's doing some stuff at home. And he looks up to see his favorite part only to see something on the screen that he's never seen before. So he pauses the, the show to read this letter that we read earlier about the headmaster. And he's just like, like taken aback and like, what, what's this? Like it, like he just kind of like scoffs it off. Oh, what's this prank? And didn't pay too much mind uh, of it. you know, mm-hmm. he actually like puts it off, but it was like always in the back of his head that like, and he ended up looking it up online trying to be like, Oh, Hey, did anyone see this weird thing mm, that happened a- during the middle of the show? And like, he, he got, he got like no answers and he ended up pushing the thought of it kind of off and further down the line. But that is how he received his letter from the headmaster. Okay. Okay. It's not. Um, I think so. My girl, she's probably like 25, 26. She's actually in grad school or in in between kind of grad school right now. And I was thinking that she was kind of just taking a break one day. Um Strolling along the beach when she receives a message in a bottle. That's that is I'm go- what I'm going with. The old school like message mm-hmm. in a bottle, kind of floating from the ocean side. The wave just kind of brings it in, uncorks it, and strangely enough, it is addressed directly to her, which is very weird. She also probably um, holds on to it for a little bit and tries to to think it over. And I I do think that'll kind of go into the next question of what loose ends did you have to tie up? Mm, Yes. Because Elias, as uh, a person, like he received this, and by I say received, he read this letter in the middle of his favorite TV show that he was rewatching, you know? Mm -hmm. So like to him, it was just like a glitch, but like the the thoughts of magic and, and you are right. It was, it was addressed to him. Yeah. Right. That's, that's so weird. Like you're in the middle of a show and it's just like, talking directly to you mm-hmm. and and he like he just like pushed it off as a prank like did i just imagine this like yeah like like oh was it just one of my buddies who's not fessed up to it yet like who like streamed something straight to my tv so on so forth and for the longest time for like the, almost the entire month he kind of pushed it off and then one day he was just like oh like why not why why not try this thing because like in his in his everyday life, like magic has always been just like the thing of movies, the thing of TV shows, the thing of just fiction. But his curiosity got the better of him one day and he pulled out just like a pocket notebook and ended up scrawling the path to Brackroot Academy calls to me. And so he actually he did it. He's he 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 did do it. And it was like that was the sentence right yes yeah just open a journal and write the path to black root calls to me yep yep to be invited on to a tour of the school yeah and so he he goes and he just writes that in like a little pocket notebook like the night of like what would be like the final day and he was like ah whatever let's just 
get this over with so I can kind of push it out of my mind. And this isn't it, gonna work. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, he's probably work. like, I'm so stupid. Why am I even doing this writing yep. in a journal? What the yep. hell? No one's I'll burn it afterwards. It's fine. And like he he actually like writes it down and gives it a minute and like nothing nothing seems to happen. So he was like, Yeah, you know, I know it was just a waste of time. And then he rips the paper out and just like tosses it. And when he tosses it and it hits the ground, like then a it kind of like it's just like a poof of smoke and there's a, a door. Hmm. There's a door that's just standing there that's just says entrance to Brackroot Academy. Mm-hmm. So he obviously dumbfounded and in utter shock, but still curious, goes and opens the door and on the other side is greeted by the headmaster. Headmaster Elvis. Nice. I uh, love it. As for the his loose ends, like I don't think he actually had much loose ends to tie up. Like twenty something years old, fresh out uh, of college, like fresh out of college, just kind of living his life. Probably had just like a just a remote job at the time, and just be like, it's like, ah, nope, I'm done, I'm good. What about his family? Does he have a family? Is he like an orphan? He does have a family. He is a. Because like, he's about to disappear for like four or five months, I think. I mean, maybe yes. he'll have a phone or something. I mean, yeah, it's not like this is on another plane. We're in modern day world. Yeah. This academy is presumably somewhere else. Him and his family, they're friendly, but they don't quite talk the most often. Mm, so just okay. kind of like having no contact for a while is not, a, not surprising. A, surprising. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So for me, three, how... What loose ends did you have to tie up? So I actually, this was kind of my question before, because I don't know if this is kind of meta or not. I don't know how much I should tell you about my character beforehand, but I'll just say it anyways. It should yeah. be fine. We're both good about playing not meta. But, yeah, keep it. Um, but yeah, I already said my girl, she is kind of in grad school. She's like 25, 26. So she's a little bit older. She probably doesn't close out grad school right away, right? She probably goes on the tour, checks it out, mm -hmm. um, see what it's about. And she actually has a friend who currently is very, very sick. Basically, her friend has cancer. Mm -hmm. And um, she is interested in learning about magic in order to kind of stop that. So close up noble. loose ends. Yeah, she is. I don't know if it's noble. She doesn't want to lose her best friend. She'll do whatever it takes, kind of thing. So yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> I would it's... not label her as noble. It... I would label her her as uh, she loves her friend and she's desperate. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it it sounds noble, but I yes. would not label uh, my girl as noble. No, <laughs> yeah. she's a little bit mad scientisty. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, she has her family. She's gonna, uh, who uh, is very, very concerned about her kind of dropping out of grad school um, and being like, hey, I'm about to scoot off for like, don't worry if you don't hear from me for like, you know, a couple months. I'm about to scoot off. I'm dropping out yep. of school. Or maybe she'll tell them that she is still in school, but she'll probably close out. Maybe she won't tell them that she's dropping out of school. She'll probably tell them that she's still in school and she'll probably, you know, drop out of school for now or take a pause gap a few years. Um, and see if she returns. Going to be moving and stuff, so she's got to close out her apartment. Saying goodbye, having kind of her her last nights in the the town and city that she's in, and uh, 
moving up. I'm trying to think more about her. I feel like because I did this message in a bottle thing, I feel like she's kind of somewhere coastal. Maybe like still on the East Coast, maybe like Carolinas in America, like Carolinas or Virginia situation. Hmm. More near the coast on a school over there. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. I kind of jumped ahead a little bit because question four is, what do you hope to gain by becoming a mage? I, and I, I kind of described it a little bit that she, yeah, that's, that's she wants to use her magic to figure out how to save her friend. And if that's possible. Yeah. Or if to, to not just like to, to actually like use the magic to actually find a way whether it is possible or not. Exactly. You know? Exactly. As for Elias... What does he hope to gain be- by becoming a mage? Like I said, he, until that door poofed out of nowhere, he didn't even believe that. It, he just believed it was a thing of fiction, thing of movies and TV shows and books. So stepping through that door to take that door kind of kind of sparked a childish wonder mm-hmm. back into him. You know, it went from anything is possible now. Anything is possible now. Like you have magic. Why wouldn't you want to become a mage? Like if you if you had the offering like right now, if you got a letter and could make that decision, even if it took you some time, like you know, I honestly don't know. I'm such a scaredy cat. I don't actually know. Like like e- even if you were given like even if it was just the choice, like you were given the option, like being like, Hey, I'd be afraid it was a trick. You'd be if afraid this, it was a trick. If this was me modern day. I'd be so like our world is kind of shitty, but like I kind of, you know, I kind of would be afraid that it would yeah. be a trick. If yeah. this was like just me. In yeah. Life. No, that, that is true. That is true. But this is why we tell stories and play games. That is very true. We try yeah. to escape the mundane the real reality. Of reality. Mm hmm. Instead, we're going to go to the horrors of a magical world. <laughs> Somehow less horrifying, yes. <laughs> okay, so was that kind of your answer for yeah, he, the, the wonder of... The, the wonder of becoming a mage, like yeah. the actual realization that magic is real and he could become a magician, like not a magician, but a mage, like a, a wizard. Uh, dude, I'm going to crush or whatever. you. <laughs> But by inspiration, yeah, like you already have him beat. Like he's he's just like that. He's kind of like regressed to that childhood wonder of, oh my god, this is so much fun. This is going to be great. So cool. Yeah, yeah. So question number five is: How did the speaking gem talk to you in your dreams? Oh, so that is a very good thing. We did not bring up the speaking gem at all yet. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So the, the speaking gem is the core of Brackroot Academy. It was there long before Brackroot Academy was even a place, even a village, even anything. Like it was just this thing that would call out to people who had the potential to wield magic. And way back in the day, like it would call the people and people would like not even make it to there because traveling back then was just so hard and don't have the tools and the skills and yeah, things like, like that that we have now. Yep. It'd be like, e- even if like they were across the sea, they would be like a two month journey. And then like trying to figure out where this thing is in the middle of a land that they don't know, stuff like that. Like most people would not, not make it to them, but eventually people did make it to the speaking gem and it awoke their 
magical ha- essence magical situation. essence and being to control and take hold of this power so the speaking gem is what finds new mages and it calls out to people adults in their early 20s usually for them to come and join this academy to find it to see what they could become mm-hmm. so it never really talks about this, but I kind of like the idea of the speaking gem always there throughout the entire life of someone who has magic potential. I mm. I know that our image just kind of showed up just recently into the speaking gem. That's one of the reasons why we got the letter. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of having these dreams kind of sporadically throughout your entire life. Mm. And th- there's actually something that's going that we're going to be uh, answering a little bit later on that also kind of can play into that yeah i'm hoping that we jump to specialty actually after yes. after yeah. question five because i did have a yes. question for you yes so. so question five how did the speaking gem talk to you in your dreams i think for elias once he started uh, read that letter he started having dreams of magic like constantly every night which kept this whole thing in the back of his head like ever present just there and it was the last dream he had was a uh, one that kind of made him go and write that phrase in that notebook mm-hmm. to be like, all right, if this isn't real, like these dreams are constant, ever present. Like he's thinking about them in vivid details in his actual like waking life. But the speaking gem kind of like brought forth dreams of magic, like different types of magic, like all sorts of different things that could be done and like each night would be like a different type of thing i was gonna say do you have you ever heard of um have you ever heard of waking dreams i i know of some friends who have had waking dreams and i've never had one but it's like where you're in a dream and you're conscious that you're in a dream and you're able to like manipulate the dream oh yeah the the lucid dreaming yeah yeah yeah, right i've never had one i feel like it's very cool and very fortunate my friend used Mm -hmm. to describe to me all these cool things she used to do in her dreams and i'd be like what the heck (laughs) my mind doesn't let me do that but that's what i'm kind of imagining yeah what you're describing you know that 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 would be very very good like uh nice idea where it's just like you're not just dreaming but you're the the gem is there and it it's like you have it, magic in that reality of yeah, your like dream. Y- yes. You it awakens you to like it's like you're in a dream, but like you can do all these fantastical things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you should do this th- tonight. Mm-hmm. I actually imagine mine a little a lot more subtler. I am mm-hmm. just because like as we're talking through it, I'm kind of thinking about my character more and I have this idea for her specialty that maybe I'll go back to it. I think it's almost kind of influenced from your opening letter. But I think for her dreams, the way the speaking gem kind of talked to her, it was a lot more subtle in that she's very good at noticing patterns. Mm-hmm. She's very good at like reading, understanding and noticing patterns. So I imagine that like in her dreams, she started having these dreams about certain patterns or like geometric shapes or certain like, just like lines and string theory and things like that. And then she started to see them when she woke up in like random things, right? In the way like leaves fell on a tree or just like noticing these patterns repeat themselves from her dreams and then into reality. That's mm. I think how she kind of saw it and how it kind of spoke to her. But nothing nothing substantial that was really malleable to her. Just almost yeah. like things she noticed but never really paid too much more thought to other than like that's that's weird. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Throughout the and, years. 
And that that will be a nice segue to the specialty, which the specialty, we get to choose a specialty. And I'm going to read this entire block because it is nice and it kind of it is more eloquent than what I can ever be. (laughs) So we get to choose a specialty, choose an area of intuition or skill where you always shine. Maybe you've never had a problem with pointing out poisonous plants. Maybe you can predict the words and melody to a song on the very first listen. Maybe you've always felt like you wish someone good luck and they actually do have better fortune. Maybe you've always found it easy to persuade a salesperson into giving you a discount. Maybe you always manage to buy the last item in stock. Maybe you're fantastic at painting portraits, even though you've never taken an art class. Or maybe you've just never been sick. Essentially, this is how Magic manifests around you in the mundane world. You shape something without knowing. Do you have an idea for this? I have an idea, but I don't want to steal it if it's yours. Nope, nope. Go ahead. I no, really, no, no. I haven't had an idea yet okay. for this. My character is kind of coming to me, and it's funny to me because what I'm choosing for my specialty is almost like you in real life, Kent. <laughs> but what I think I'm thinking for her specialty is I'm going to have her like super good at technology. I'm actually imagining her as like kind of a coder. I think she was actually in grad school for Mm -hmm. coding and um, she's really good at like computer language and coding and all of these patterns and things like that kind of help build to her and they kind of speak to her and she can like write these computer languages and software. And I think throughout her life, she's just always been good at technology. Like for some reason, it just kind of is attuned to her or like kind of speaks to her. And like things that other people have problems with on their cell phone or like on their computers, she can just kind of like get it to work in a flash. And whether it's not, whether or not it's just like knowledge that she's built from computers or for some reason, computers just kind of like she can see through them better or they speak clearer to her. Hmm. That's so what it, I think I'm going to do. Yeah, that's, that, that's a good one. When When you started... I was thinking about something of inspiration, like taking something for myself that I, I'm actually decently good at in the fact that like, for whatever reason, directions for me, I can yes. always go in the right direction. Yeah. Kent is our, our, our home group's residential ranger. Anytime we're like hiking out in the woods or need to go somewhere, Kent's the one who's in charge. Like I, for, for whatever reason, like I, myself, I know it's like, it's like, oh yeah we parked in this big ass parking lot. I may not be driving, but like everyone else is lost. And I'm like, guys, that's right over there. Like we're yep. just follow me. Yep. Yep. This is the way to go. I actually do want to use that. Like his specialty is just like, he always Elias always knows what direction that he needs to go in. Shit. I like it. So and, and it may not just be like, it's like, Oh yeah. He always know what knows where North is. No, it, it's, uh, it's not quite that. It's just, Always knows how to find something, right? Like he, McDonald's is this way. <laughs> yeah, and like he he always kind of knows the, the direction to go into. Like to take another example, or to give an example, it'd be like, oh yeah, we gotta go to this restaurant over here, and it's like three, uh, like two blocks this way, one block that way, and he can be like, oh no, we can just go like this way, and it's like half a block shorter. Mm-hmm. Kind of something like that. Are you going to reserve it to kind of just directional distance or are you going to do maybe like either um, kind of world, more worldly direction too? Like if someone were to come up to you and be like, do I want Italian or do I want Japanese? And you're like, you want Japanese. <laughs> I, Which I, I say worldly and that was like the plainest example ever. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't like, should I become a doctor or should I become a police I, officer? I, I think it. 
it wouldn't work like his uh knowing direction wouldn't wouldn't work for other people but it would work for himself makes sense okay i'm putting you down as you're like you're a technomancer yes oh that's such a great name for a technomancer yes yep except she just doesn't but like yes yes so it's like it's very much the the coding she's magic on a keyboard yeah but yeah, kind of, kind of. That's yeah. kind of along the lines of what I'm going with. But yeah, you're you're more of the uh, not like the the talk to explicitly to yeah. electronics. You're more of the I can understand and yes, fix the issue. Yes, with- I mean, I also like the idea of like she's just like electronics just have like a liking to her that like yeah. her, her cell phone never drops. Like she always has you know yeah. Wi Fi or whatever you know. And I, I think Hot the one cool thing left. with the with the prompt, like I like we <laughs> said, I wanted to keep this game as much of a surprise to ourselves yes. as it is to everyone else. So like we both read none of the prompts. So we have no idea what these prompts are gonna be. And I think that'll and I, I even did some listens to some actual plays of this. But I only listened to character stuff because I did not want to listen to any of the prompts so I can to, to like glean off their own I- ideas, yeah, you know? Right. Right. Stay kind of fresh. But I think. So I think we have one part left, right? Just I the think house? We have one part left, and that is determining the house that oh. our characters are going to be in. Oh, oh, I have the tarot cards for this. What and did I do with them? The way that we do this is that there are five houses in Brackroot Academy. There are the House of Celestials, the House of Dahlias, the House of Panthers, the House of Spires, and the House of Elements. And we're going to be pulling one of the major Arcana cards, one through five, out from the tarot uh, deck. We're going to just remove those cards and pull one of those cards. One of us is going to pull first. I will uh, say Jess can pull first because she actually has the deck for herself so she can her character can pull to determine their house first i totally just dropped half the deck while i was attempting to pull a card in a cool way (laughs) i'm cool though i got it all right i have pulled my my house and i got one one the The house of celestials oh my god my name is angelica and i'm in the house of celestials this is too ironic (laughs) Yes, you know, it's, it's weird. Like, say what you want about tarot and whatnot. Like, sometimes no, it, they sometimes know things. It, yeah, sometimes it can get, uh, it gets scarily, uh, hooky. I know. Yeah. It's true. Let's see. The house of celestials. The skies borrow from the elements to paint a background for life. A backdrop. Wow, I can't read. A backdrop for life featuring iconography of the sun, moon, and constellations. Celestials are known for their inner glow. Ooh, I did not imagine a girl with inner glow. Okay. Still, they do not shy away from the dark surrounding them as they understand that all things require balance. Okay. Students in this house often carry one or more of these marks, discipline, passion, or indifference. The storm overlooks the lake. Okay. I can do this. Nice. Nice. So, the one thing that is said is when we determine the houses, like our characters actually, like we go to the speaking gem and we it shows us what house we're supposed to be in by it, it'll show us an image in like our mind. Mm-hmm. So determining your house, I'm going to read this uh, little bit of 
little paragraph here. Determine your house assignments. The houses are not enemies and require each other to operate in harmony. Despite this, conflict does arise, sometimes with violent ends. Students learn their houses by touching the speaking gem and sharing aloud the symbol it shows them. It is possible to lie about what you see, but the speaking gem always knows. Now, you can also, when you're playing this game, you can, if you don't believe that your house aligns with your character, you can always redraw and it, like it's fine it's how, however you want to play. You know, if you want to, instead of oh, being point. in the house of Celestials, maybe you want to be the in the house of Dahlias or whatever. And one thing that is uh, nice about this game, it does have a map of the campus grounds. And each of the houses are kind of in a, their own areas, except for the house of Spires and the house of Elements. They are located in the actual Brackroot Academy. The House of Celestials is a little bit away from the Academy. I mean, because clearly we're better than everyone else. And they are next to the Whispering Lake. I also really like our crest. Our crest looks really cool. Oh, yeah. the, the Each house, of course, has their own crest. This one is a crescent moon with one singular star. Yep. The Dahlia's one also looks really sick. The, uh, probably that, probably, that one probably looks the most sick. Or there, there, uh, there's yeah. The, I was looking at the little the little symbol next to each paragraph. Oh yes, yes, yeah. The, yes. the actual crest is the. Would that be the the different faces of the moon at the bottom? Yeah, I think with so. like I a, think that's what the it crescent is. in the. Yep. I think it's star. a waning and waxing transitioned moon. Yeah, and then it's like a starry night on one side of the shield, the crescent moon in the middle of the shield, and like this, what would be like the rays of the sun mm-hmm. on the other side of the shield. That's really cool. But if you feel that your character doesn't fit your house, you can always change the house. Or if you want to stay in that house, you can always kind of like rebel against what their oh, that's a good whole point thing too. is. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it. I'm going to stick with I, it. I do like it a lot. I do th- believe that the House of Celestials does seem to fit Angelica as she is now. <laughs> And that is very uh, apt for, I believe, your yeah. what how you want your character to kind of go. Yeah, and I'm I'm for sure one of those people who likes to pick things that fit and suit kind of the character that I have in mind. I feel like Kent, you're sometimes you do this, but I feel like for the most part, you're more of a you like like random generated mm-hmm. things and see what you can build from there. I'm yep. like the opposite. I'm like I need to start with a character and then fit everything in. <laughs> The way that I used to make my uh, old characters is I was always I would always make like a blank slate type of character. And then kind of as we played and, and this mostly worked in our home games, this d- doesn't quite work in like what like we're playing RuneQuest and like RuneQuest had a lot of random background generators for your character anyway, which really helped me. Mm-hmm. But like in our in our home games, I would always create a, bl- a blank slate and then build their background off the world like obviously okaying it with our uh, dm and whatnot and making sure it was okay but that's kind of how i always built characters was i just let it roll mm-hmm. and see what like comes to you with the story mm. that makes sense all right kent you ready to choose your house yes you put the i put it back one in, yep okay 
because we can be in the same house or separate houses. So we're, once we draw a card for our house, we shuffle it back into the deck and whatnot. Obviously, I don't have the deck. Jess is just holding up the cards to the camera. Yep. So I will take the second left. from the left. Second from the left. Number two. Number two. That is the House of the Dahlias. House of Dahlias. Aw, dude, you got the really cool crust. Damn it. Dahlias re- rely on the energy of celestial bodies for growth and endurance. Oh, you rely on me. As a vibrant flower, dahlias are a symbol of elegance and devotion. The plant may be abundant, but it requires careful nurturing in the wet and cold climate of Brackroot. Students in this house often carry one or more of these marks. Creativity, perfectionism, or obsessiveness. This dorm is connected to the greenhouse. Is this something you want to keep? Because I feel like (laughs) when I read this, I'm like, wow, this is a lot of my characters. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that that is that is very true. Like I, I don't creativity. have I, I don't quite have a a an idea in mind just yet of his full personality personality and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I I will stick with the House of Dahlias. Ooh, okay. Not only do I believe because he he is kind of like I I actually am kind of like making a, a character like I used to. Like he's kind of like a blank slate, mm-hmm. and I'm using the world around it to kind of and the world is. Even going into it, like the, he's acting like a blank slate, like that excited kid. He has no direction, but being put into this house, like he's given a almost an expectation. Not not even an expectation, but like a a thing to focus his hmm. mind and whatnot to into a thing that requires his attention. Mm-hmm. Which would be like, because the, the dorm is connected to the greenhouse, so the House of Dahlias probably, you know, takes care of the flowers and all that stuff in there mm-hmm. for whatever potions and ingredients and mm-hmm. materials that we need of that sort. So I, I think it's a very, I want to say the word indicative, but I don't think that's correct, but I'm going to use it anyway. Thing for his character of being like, like he had no direction. Now the the speaking gem has given him. Mm-hmm. A direction for being at the school. Just writing this down. Okay, and with that, I think our characters are complete. That is the end of a character creation for this. Like we uh, normally in a game, you would do your house. You would make your rival. You would choose your rival's house. You would, if you don't have an idea for your rival, there's actually a list. That you would draw from the Major Arcana cards. Yeah, to... so if you were doing this as a solo play, which this I think this was created mostly as like a solo play. Yep. Like Kent was saying, you can draw kind of the type of rival that you will have. That's kind of the last thing that we won't be doing because we are playing the two-player version with each other. And it uh, seems your house relies on mine. So clearly mine is already better. Your first sentence is the Dahlias rely on the energy of celestial bodies, for which uh, I am a house of celestial and a body in the house of celestials. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a Trump win right there. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I believe. Yep. This is the end of our first session, which is kind of character creation and talking a little bit about the the game. 
in the world and stuff. In yeah. the world and stuff. I believe we may have missed a few things here and there. Oh no, did we? Um, we may have, but unfortunately, my ADHD is kind of like not letting me remember it. You know, that's okay. We'll pick it up once we're we're actually playing it too. Yeah. So our next session will be starting our, or you know what? We'll 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 end it with with this. We've created our characters, and play begins with the beginning of our final exam. We are standing amongst a crowd of people in the, the academy, in an arena of sorts. And the crowds are kind of surrounding us and watching us and seeing how we are going to be doing. And we are standing across from each other and we are getting ready for our first task, which will be spells and curses. But as we are getting ready, we start to reminisce about our years at this academy and how far we've come and what we've done across these first years. We had a lot to learn. We had days filled with discovery and wonder. We'll continue with that next time we play and we will start with our first year and see what happened with both of our characters in Tangled Blessings.